Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, here we go. Welcome to this hour of the program, 403-974-8255. We'll have more time for your calls later in this hour, and there's some uh, other issues I want to get to as well. But look, I think it's important to have this conversation. I was talking before the top of the hour about some of the news stories around this new Netflix show, 13 Reasons Why, is what the show is called, and how schools are, are struggling in terms of preparing for the fact that kids are going to be talking about this and maybe watching this show. Obviously, a lot of this starts at home, and so I think it's something parents should be aware of. Uh, that the show is out there; the show exists, and you know, apparently, it's proving to be quite popular. There's some differences of opinion on how responsible the show is in, in handling some of these very delicate issues. Some who believe the show has done a well, done done it really well, at least in terms of presenting some of this. Others who fear that maybe this is being glamorized: the idea of teen suicide. So again, the premise of the show is that a, a 17-year-old girl has taken her own life. And rather than leaving a, a suicide note, she has left behind 13 audio tapes, each one explaining somebody that she blames for driving her to this. And, and the episodes focus on each of those. So it, it deals with some really heavy topics like bullying, sexual assault, and even the suicide itself is very graphically depicted. Now, the show is intended to pack an emotional punch, but, I mean, is it it the right kind of an emotional punch? Is this something that kids should watch? Is this something we should be worried about, that kids might be watching this or talking about this? Is it important to have this conversation? Or maybe the show can can spark a needed conversation. Well, joining us uh, to talk more about this, very pleased to welcome to the program someone who's dealt with this uh, tragedy herself. Carol Todd is the founder of the Amanda Todd Legacy Foundation, and of course the mother of Amanda Todd, who took her own life following a horrible incident of, of cyberbullying. Carol, thank you so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for asking me to join. Uh, I mean, have you watched this show yourself? Um, oddly enough, about um, a few months Prior to um, the show being put on Netflix, I I had the opportunity to meet another father who had lost his daughter about a year ago to suicide. And he mentioned this book to me that he thinks his daughter had read shortly before she died. And so I bought it and I read it a week before the Netflix series came out. And so reading a book is, is sort of one, two-dimensional. Right. And... Um, started to look into the Netflix series and I thought, okay, I'll start watching it and and see what happens. And of course, the book was written in 2007 and this is now 2017 and things have changed with some teens, technologies in play and they added that to to the show. Mm-hmm. I, I watched it, funny enough, I started watching it in, in the perspective of the adult, the adult brain and the parent and, and seeing how 
you know, the character Hannah was thinking and what she was doing. And I sort of it, it started to bring back some of the things with my own daughter. I only got to episode um, the end of nine. Um, I was I was getting feedback from friends who had watched it and I was watching the news feeds and seeing what was being portrayed and how it was being portrayed. And so um, I with with my therapist telling me stop watching stop watching right. i stopped watching it because you know what that that episode 13 and i know there's a um the suicide is depicted it's depicted very graphically and we're a very visual kind of society right now where we watch netflix we watch um reality shows we watch youtube right mm-hmm. and what we put in our brains we see for a very long time it, it's not like hearing. It, it's the same as bullying versus cyberbullying, right? You, you, someone tells you um, you're ugly, and and you can forget that. But if you see it in print and it keeps coming back, and you see it replayed because um, you keep looking at it, it, it sticks in your head forever, right? And and it takes a lot of work to get images out of your head, and of course, in my situation, I've been through something that is identical right and and i know how it feels to um have it imprinted into my head so that's the part that that is the huge conversation piece out there not that the teens are um showing these horrible behaviors to one person but in addition they're showing an end result and i myself i i don't i don't say that you know bullying 100% correlates to suicide because if you're bullied, you really need to um, talk, tell, share, and, and because there's a whole mental health component in there about what it leads to, right? Yeah. And, and in that movie, they didn't depict her entire mental health condition. Did she have PTSD? Did she have depression? Um, what was going on between there? And so there's, I'm really glad that the awareness has come up because it's caused the conversation that we weren't having. Um, however, there are precautions out there on, you know, young people who are binge watching it without telling their parents or caregivers or, and then the adults are racing back to, to see what, what's happening, what's out there, what's it all about, how do we support this? And so that's causing that, that problem out there with, you know, families and even in our school system where, teachers are hearing about you know kids watching this trying to bring up the conversation but you know in most provinces um do our teachers equipped with that with that mental health training piece yeah no kidding um so yeah i mean imagine the subject matter whether it's responsibly presented or not would be incredibly traumatic for you but how do you think the show handles some of these issues do, do you think as others have suggested that this in any way glamorizes teen suicide for example it heightens it i wouldn't you know what because when amanda died and she had her youtube video um there was that whole conversation about you know should should young people be seeing it it was on youtube um and they talked about amanda's suicide being glamorized and other people would follow suit and it's been four and a half years now and and the conversation has increased i think that the show itself has increased now that conversation um what i what i don't 
agree with is how it was depicted, how it's so freely out there. And we have, you know, in Canada, in the U.S., and this is a global conversation right now. Um, in Canada, we don't, our, our news media, we don't um, publish articles based on, you know, a suicide. We don't describe how it was done. We don't talk about that. So, But then here's a Netflix series that's out there for, and I believe someone said they could find certain episodes on YouTube too, right? And and so here's something that is so graphic and so out there, but there's no, um, where's the precaution? At the very end, I believe someone said that there is like a 10-minute segment where, you know, talk, Go, to, go for help if you're feeling, um, you know, suicidal or, or if you're in need of support. And someone else suggested, as I had was reading on my Facebook, that maybe there should have been these these little um, places, you know, recommendations in each episode, so that yeah. you know if if you're if you're watching this and you feel vulnerable after that, then this is where you need to go, or you should stop watching because I've I've gotten a lot of feedback on from young people and even adults who have said that um, they couldn't stop watching and then they watched to the end but after it they felt they felt uh, internally emotionally dissolved right because it absorbed them whether they absorbed in the character or whether what they saw what they heard um, it, it it hurt them to the core and they needed to go for help or a 14 year old who um, saw it and got traumatized by it, right? And and with no help. So there's a lot that needed to be done prior to it just exploding into um, into the Netflix world of watching, easy watching, I guess. Um, but what I do like is that it has caused a major conversation out there in the world. Yeah, which and needs to happen. Which needs to happen, and um, no, I don't believe it should be an educational tool. I believe that if it had been done without the thirteenth episode, then we could have talked about it. But because they depicted it, that series cannot be shown in in totality, or even in parts now, because we know of the ending and and how it's being shown in a school system where um, the 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 training isn't there yet. Right there's there's so many teachers out there um, and professionals that are not ready to talk about that topic of suicide, of of pre- preventing self harm, um, and until we're all comfortable with it, we can't have that in our school system. We can have that that generalized talk right now, and and people are saying you know the kids are talking about thirteen reasons why, um, and and there are class discussions going on. So how do you have that discussion? Like you don't teach a novel in your English class without the teacher reading that novel, right? Yeah. And so um, are we expecting all educators who are going to have that conversation with their classes to watch the whole series? And what if they can't handle it? What if something's gone on in their life? Um, It's just one of those revolta can of worms that we're all trying to, to fix right now. Because ultimately, I mean, Netflix makes shows for entertainment. I mean, so this show was created, presumably, so people will watch it. It, it, It's Mm -hmm. being made for entertainment. But if you're going to take on this subject, that that implies that it comes with it a certain responsibility, doesn't it? I think it does, and I think it should. And now they're talking about a second season. 
right? So does that become, is it for awareness and education or now is it for ratings and popularity? Like, is it just going to become another series that the kids are watching, like Riverdale or, you know, all those ones that the Pretty Little Liars, like these kids are watching? I don't know. I think that, you know, there's been conversation out there that it should just stop at series one, and then you have that conversation. But now we're going to lead into, it's kind of a, what I watched, I felt a darkness. I felt a darkness for the characters. I felt a darkness because there were some things that weren't talked about. You know, there's the sexual assault. There's that that role of how the adults played in in the movie, in the series. Um, I've read lots of articles arguing the different points and some people saying that, you know, every time a, a young person went to an adult, the adult sort of turned away or didn't listen to them. And we don't want the message out there to our young people that if you're feeling this way, your adults won't talk to you because... Young people take on these reality kind of shows and and fit them into their real life, but that's not how it really is out there. Your your educators, your teachers, and your counselors and your parents are all there for you, right? And 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 beyond. And so, I know that the series producers had meetings with. Um, psychiatrists and medical suicide prevention organizations, and and they were those organizations were telling the producers, you know, you can't do this part. You can't depict it that way so graphically. All I've heard is there's lots of blood. And and some people have an aversion to that, right? right? But they went ahead and they did it anyways. And so I read an article that said that the, the, girl, the character Hannah was justified in doing what she did. Um, and justified because of how people treated her so that she was justified in taking her life. That is so wrong. Smart, scary. No one is justified in in taking their own life or harming themselves. And um, I, I, take, I take great displeasure in that part. I wonder, though, is, is it maybe easier for parents to start that conversation with their kids by asking if they've heard about or watched this show mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to sit your kid down and say, let's let's talk about suicide. Is this kind of a, an in for parents to start that conversation, do you think? I, I totally agree that, you know, parents should have that conversation. So, you know, have you, have you heard about it? Are your friends watching it? And your kid will probably say, yes, I've, I've watched it or I want to watch it. And then I've, I've I talked to some parents who have said that I sat down with my child and we watched it together. Um, and, and so the con- and then we talked about it during, like throughout. Yeah. And that's a good thing. You have to do that. It's not a conversation to keep taboo. We don't, it's like sex ed, right? You, you cannot talk about it. You have to talk about it. There are ways to approach it and ways that we should talk about it. And it's a conversation that is a hundred percent needed. I, also heard from another father or mother that said that her son, his or her son, came and said, you have to watch this series, Mom. You have to. And so they sat down together, and he, the child, the young person watched it for the second time and um, helped the parents through it, telling them about what was happening. So, you know, that's another way to do it. Um, other parents have found that their kids have been binge-watched um, on their own, or um, the minute you say no curiosity peaks and your child's going to find it somewhere else because it's so easily accessible, right? 
So you're hoping for some some silver lining to all of this, that, look, this is out there, there's no one doing that, but that maybe we can find ways to, to make some positives out of this. Well, the silver lining is that the conversation has has started. I mean, the conversation about mental health and suicide prevention had already started, right? And so this just ramps it up. This just makes it more necessary to have it um, and, and more necessary to make sure that, you know, our school districts and school boards across Canada and across the world know how to have that conversation um, within a classroom if it's needed. Unlike what was portrayed um, in there where there was a teacher and then they talked prior to Hannah's suicide and after Hannah's suicide, was that discussion done the right way? And, and what could be what could be different about it? Um, it's just like after a suicide death in a, in a school. Is it right just to talk about it, get counseling in for, um, you know, the week after and then stop talking about it? Or do you work on suicide prevention throughout? Because, you know, if a, if a young person is after a suicide death is thinking about it, because there's a there's a, a two or three months risk factor too, right? Um, but you have to catch those. You have to make it comfortable for others to come forward and say, I'm feeling really bad right now. Um, I need to talk to someone and then have someone there to talk to the young person, right? Or older person. Like we generalize this as suicide in a young person because of the movie. But you know what? Let's talk about suicide in general. How how people shudder at even bringing that conversation up. It can't be hidden. Yeah. Well, Carol, I'll direct people to the website. It's amandatodlegacy.org. Thank you so much for for joining us here today. We really do appreciate this. You're welcome. All right, take care. All right. Carol, thanks again. Uh, Carol Todd, her daughter, uh, Amanda Todd, took her life uh, five years ago, five years ago this October. amandatodlegacy.org. Again, more on uh, the the foundation. Listen, we'll take a break here. We're going to come back. 403-974-8255. More on this issue and some other stuff to get to as well. Stay with us. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.